the finest. Hello, Malta. Hello, Carolina. Welcome to Finest Ego Radio on BLNFM. Today we have a Behind the Beat special, second Behind the Beat special, this time with Curtis. And we have an exclusive interview with Ananon, off-known projects from LA. So enjoy that. I'm gonna say something. <laughs> it's very important. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What is it? Baby, I'm off tracks and I'm ready to marry you. Wait, what? Yeah, August 19th and Donkey Pitch. I was thinking I love what 
So what's your answer? To be honest, I'm pretty speechless. Answer by Pixel Art. Came out July 18th. Dancing to the 
Kiasmos. <laughs> so deep. So deep. <laughs> Out on erased tapes in October.
days are coming. Out on Ramp Records, Empty Days by Jabu. Roots, you were the soul convinced of the potent gift in your love, having not opened it. We closure, but disposed of the sun, gripped all the poisons unavoidable in moments of lust. The thief fell from the venomous creature that left sentences deep in each friend mentioned in dreams that the next pleasure hit. The dream perishes, symptoms of the mortal split the form in an intelligence. I never felt this. It's feeling that I feel it. It brings me down. To a place where I cannot be found Lost in the emotions of this thing We call love Tie up the ups and downs Head is spinning round Listen to Mentioning dreams of their next pleasure hit Like I've really give a sh Blacklisted, attentive, both hands ripped from invention of mad script The descent of this last dinner mist Trace your thoughts to beginnings Feel the remorse of a sinner Trace the skin, feel the warmth of a killer A life still imprisoned by the aches in the silence I've fallen down in an instant Some unnoticed wish for the coffin where love is forgotten, no dream, no horror Give yourself back to me I'm sick of these empty days Like something I'd say is haunting me I'm so afraid Give yourself back to me I'm sick of those empty days Like something I've seen is haunting me I'm so
Saturn of Fire and the rest is Ocean by Denovali artist Flowex, remixed by Hidden Orchestra. And up next we have My Panda Show Fly and Maolin, 15 Keys, remixed by Lekka, coming out early September on Project Moon Circle.
Hey, this is Ananon, and you're listening to Finest Ego Radio on BLM-FM. I started making music uh, around 2001 or 2002, I believe, and uh, it was mostly just with samples. I was just making kind of like hip-hop production, hip-hop beats, uh, really just kind of like DJ Premier, Pete Rock inspired loops, basically. Um, had some friends who I think were, you know, a bit further along in digging DJ culture, hip-hop and something, and that started to rub off of me. And I realized, um, you know, growing up in my house, my dad had a huge record collection, and he was, you know, very into vinyl, so all of a sudden, it just, this thing just dinged in my head, and I realized, oh, you know, I can just start <laughs> grabbing my dad's records and, and looping little parts here and there and making beats and um, I think I had like a pirated version of Acid Pro 3.0 or something like that on a gateway PC um, in, a, in my parents kind of office and I was just making beats beats like that that's that's kind of how it started and after after that um getting further into production and uh, buying records and learning about jazz um I was also getting really deep into turntablism and scratching and I, I became obsessed with kind of like invisible scratch pickles d styles um, keyboard things like that and uh started listening to jazz and saxophone basically as a way to sort of mimic that sort of style and, and, and scratching and i just kind of felt like i kept hitting walls with uh, musicality and scratching i felt like um, there were limits to it and i mean don't get me wrong i think there are people who really pushed that art form you know really incredibly far d style is definitely being one of those guys um but for myself it just made sense to go in a different direction and i kind of just on a whim went and bought a student alto alto saxophone and uh just that kind of just went from there i just started playing um and i fortunately had friends who were really good jazz musicians and uh, good saxophonists and i just started playing with people who are a lot better than me and, and yeah, I guess the rest is history. <laughs> Numb Projects was created in, in 2009. Uh, the first release came out in January 2010, but the idea came about in 2009 to start the label. And it was, uh, it was started to release music for myself and to release music from friends basically um just being surrounded by friends who were creating amazing work and knowing people from the internet message boards and and things like that back in the day i just realized there was um, a trove of talent out there that wasn't necessarily being recognized and also being in la there was just a very specific sort of uh, idea of what la sounded like and i felt that non-projects and sort of the people who i was working with and i'm still working with kind of represented a uh, just a different angle of things in LA. I feel like um, all the best labels provide a really strong context for an artist to work within. And they can kind of work within or against it or around it. And I think that's the sort of relationship I hope to, to achieve with, with the label. Um, I think, you know, that happens through the visual aesthetics and also through, obviously, the sound of, of, of the artists. Um, but I just kind of see non-projects as this, as this sort of place for artists to grow and kind of um, just develop their personal sounds. And that's that's really what I'm interested in. It's not about, like, one sound or one feel or one vibe. It's about being open to different forms and... Um, I think electronic music is such a broad definition right now that you can pretty much get away with anything, you know. Um, obviously, a lot of my own music contains saxophone, be it I tell everyone I make electronic music. And, you know, a lot of it comes from manipulating the saxophone or ma manipulating live sources. Um, and that's definitely what interests me. But if someone comes along and, and sends me some music that is purely electronic or purely acoustic, there's no reason that I would say no to it. Um, I think... It, 
anything is fair game right now, and that's sort of the beauty. And um, I definitely want to highlight that with non-projects. Uh, this just this sort of uh, intersection of acoustic and electronic sources. Running a label in 2014 is a it's a complete labor of love. Um, I do this, and anyone else who runs a label does it because they love music and they love the physicality of holding a vinyl record or a cassette tape or a CD and they love the artwork and working with a designer and just the back and forth between working with different artists and yourself and how that influences your own work and whatnot. Um, it's, it's, you know, when it, when it works, it's a completely beautiful thing and, and sometimes it works amazingly well and other times it doesn't work out you know like you think it's going to and that's you know it's that's 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 the process and um i think that's kind of the beauty of it making the new record took about four to six months um i think the biggest difference between this record and, and previous ones is just uh I think there's a lot more confidence in this work and um you know that's a hard thing to admit but moving forward i i i i really think that it's there um i feel like there's you know overall a bit less reaching in the dark as far as like sonically what i wanted to achieve um, i kind of just knew going in one of the major goals was to bridge the sound of um, my previous recordings with those of where my live show was going um which for the past couple years of you know they've been going in kind of completely different directions um the live show has been turning into more kind of freely improvised performances um both solo and sometimes with my uh, frequent collaborator john kyle um who joins me on drums and sometimes joins me um, with sort of light installations that we've been working on so yeah definitely a major goal of this record was to sort of bring that live energy more into studio form, which is always a challenge, I think, um, because when I play live, it's I definitely feed off the vibe of the crowd, um, for better or worse, but it's definitely an, an integral part of the, of the performance. Another major part of the record was uh, to highlight the saxophone playing, um, to sort of think of the saxophone as, as my voice on the record. Um, obviously, I don't sing. It's a completely instrumental record. Uh, there aren't any vocal samples or anything. But I, I tend to think of the, the saxophone as the lead voice. And it's it's not on every single track of the record, but it comes and goes. And when it's there, it's it acts as a sort of lead, like a, a synth lead or something. tend to thrive on contrasts and um, working with sort of more freeform sounds and more thoughtfully composed sounds was was another big goal of, of this record so a lot of sounds are pulled from live recordings both in performance and uh, live recordings just from my studio so I'll just start with kind of improvising for 10 to 15 minutes in my studio and then it's just kind of find the more in-between sections kind of these passages where I would go from sort of one idea to the other but in between these kind of core ideas I'd find these interesting sort of segues or bridges and then I'd kind of zero in on those and sort of just build from that take a take a note and build a melody or take a chord and you know come up with a chord change just from that I always found that that was where the kind of more interesting material was coming from um, also, there are a couple tracks that are completely pulled from live recordings. Uh, one of them was in Tokyo, and the other was actually out in the Palisades, um, kind of at this villa that we, we did a live performance, John Kyle on drums, and myself on piano, and that's the track Aurora. Um, and then Shibara is the, the one from Tokyo, and that's completely free improvised saxophone in the moment being kind of just ripped apart and sampled and layered and harmonized and uh, yeah I think that's kind of the the perfect marriage of freeform and composed I still really believe in the album format and um, the sort of beginning to end listening and 
experience. Uh, it remains very important to me. Um, I realize that it's not for everybody nowadays. Attention spans have waned. Um, but yeah, to me, it's, uh, it's still really important. Um, as far as thinking about Sagrada as a sort of a whole listen, I was trying to trying to make it feel like you're almost looking at a painting show or a sculpture show or something. Um, something that felt like a complete experience and you started at one point and ended at another. And when you got to that end, you, you felt like you had a, an experience. Um, like reading a book, you know? And it's like each song is almost like a chapter. And each song, I feel like on this record, is a completely different idea, yet it relates to the song before and it relates to the song after and it relates to the beginning and it relates to the end. And there's, there's sort of like three-dimensional feel to it um and that the record as a whole is is larger than the sum of its parts i know that there's only more to achieve so you know i it well Finishing my second LP feels like a major milestone at this point. I realize that it's only a very small step, hopefully, in uh, my career as a musician. Um, you know, all the musicians that I admire just have massive discographies and, you know, just never stopped and kept pushing and kept growing and just kept creating. And um, that's, uh, that's what I plan to do. Your 
This is Curtis, and I'm with uh, Project Moon Circle, and you're listening to Finest Ego Radio right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about a certain track I did called Berlin Girls, which was on my Foreigner EP, and uh, take a little look behind the scenes of how I uh, constructed it and how I make some of my sounds. Uh, Very basic hip-hop, you know, I took a sample of a percussion and I chopped it up. So let's take a little listen to that. I guess we'll start off with the, uh, the kick. There it is. And I'll put the 808 underneath it um, just to give it a nice little extra punch and come came out like this. Very simple. And uh, for the claps, uh, I actually will tell anyone right now a word of advice, buy a microphone, just buy one. Of course, you do need microphone stands and pop filter and blah, 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 blah. But you don't need to spend a whole lot of money. And it's best to get a microphone and just really focus on making your own sounds. If you can really, if you want a live clap, don't look for it. Don't chop it up. Make your own. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I kind of did here. Uh, also, I took a sample from uh, a salsa beat. Can't remember for the life of me right now exactly which one I used. I'd have to look in the raw files took the cowbell from that and I clapped over it, recorded it, exported it, and then put it into contact and kind of played with the keys a little bit, pushed about four keys to make the clap sound a little bit more full. So to, uh, to hear that sounds a little something like this. And so you can hear the cowbell in the back kind of dragging. And to give it a little bit more of a splash, I also put an 808, um, an, an, an 808 clap in the background with a little bit of uh, reverb. Um, pretty simple. Uh, also for my uh, hi-hats, I usually sample just as well. Like I like to build my own kit. For the rest of the hi-hats though, uh, sometimes it is good to just use a preset, and that's what I used as well. Uh, presets from Contact, um, just to have a nice little thing in the background. There's about three hi-hats in there. Um, I'm using them along uh, kind of a beat sequence. Nothing too major, and I think I put a little, yeah, obviously I can hear it. There's uh, a delay in there as well to give it more of a bounce, a little natural bounce. And that's about that. As far as the bass goes, I used uh, one of my favorite, all-time favorite tools for synths and basses, uh, Massive. Native Instruments Massive is just, um, well, it is what it is. It's Massive. We can hear a little bit of that. A little bit of popping from my CPU going up for some strange reasons, probably because I have Police Academy. I have Police Academy, the movie, running in the background while I'm doing this, but funny as hell. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Anyway, uh, for the xylophones, I also used, um, uh, what the hell did I use? Actually, I used chromophone for the xylophones and for the bells. Uh, no, that's not true. Xylophones, I used contact as well. You can hear that. It sounds like a little 80s movie when it's left alone. Uh, 
yeah. Uh, what else did we use here? What else did we use here? Uh, this is the first time I got to use this VST and it's become one of my all-time favorite tools now. Chromaphone. You need to find Chromaphone. Um, it's such a great tool. I mean, you can make such in such incredible sounds with this thing from basses to weird clicking and clacking noises. Um, a lot of the stuff that I try to find samples for or try to just create with a microphone, I could just make it with Chromaphone. Yeah, and also in this, another thing that I've used for the very first time was Lounge Lizard. Um, both of these, Lounge Lizard and Chromophone, I learned from my boy Zirin. Uh, so I have to give him a huge shout out and a huge thank you for getting me into this stuff. Uh, Lounge Lizard to me is just brilliant. Uh, the presets in it are crazy. And if you don't want to mess around with the presets, making your own is just brilliant on Lounge Lizard. Uh, Wurlitzers and Rhodes, it's just... Man, in fact, let's just hear it real fast, shall we? Let's, let's give a little listen to it. That's right, you listen to KRTS Radio. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the roads on here is absolutely lovely, and that's what I used for Berlin Girls. But you can't talk about girls and not use a roads. I'm sorry, you know. What I mean, you, you gotta get some. Yeah, you gotta put some smooth type of jazz feeling into it. It gotta be soulful. You can't talk about women and not have some soul in it. Let's close out with a little bit of the track, and I just want to say thank you to Finest Ego Project Moon Circle. Let's spread love and peace as much as we can. Thank you. Peace. This is KRTS. I'm out. It was nice, but I have to go now. Berlin Girls. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs>